Welcome back to DMnastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I'm one of your hosts, DM Neil, aka Jote Moniak. And I'm your other host, Celeste Conowich. See, Conowich, man, really need a name. Yep. <laughs> one day, but not today. And today we're going to tie back to episode number 172, The Warlock Within, which featured Rich Baker. You know, the guy who kind of made the warlock in third edition. Uh, yeah. Oh, you that know. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Makes and sense. So, so many other amazing things. And that led to DMnastics number 141, Build a Patron. Kind of like Build a Bear, but a little bit darker. A lot darker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. They take a lot of your money. I don't like that place. I don't know, but some of those Build-A-Bears can be pretty creepy. All right, so a little bit more about this episode. Uh, we asked folks, of course, to create patrons uh, for the world of Dambay or from their own games here. So, of course, we have our questions. One, who is your patron? Two, what forces do they represent? Three, what spells do they add to the list? And then, of course, their leveling up features. What other requirements and consequences come from a pact with the patron? And, of course, anything else. You do you. So, speaking of you doing you, I will jump in first. DM Nick. Okay. <laughs> DM Nicknack. They saw the power of the internet, and they saw the power of one Shaggy, and <laughs> made them a patron. Rather, the all-powerful, all-knowing, godlike master of all he surveys, world breaker, warmonger, legend of legends, and king of all, Shaggy. Wow. This was very, very special. I was delighted to see this. Yeah, so if you've avoided the internet, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, for reasons I do not know, nor do I want to fully understand- Nor does anyone really comprehend. Became this insane godlike figure, and thankfully, the voice of Shaggy for many years, and the, a longtime D&D supporter now, has his own company, Matthew Lillard, uh, also got on board. So this is, I don't know, do yourself a favor and go see the almighty power of Shaggy. I can't tell you. I just do that. But <laughs> <laughs> just do that. Yeah. Just, just do and that. And that's all for this episode oh my of gosh. DMnestics. Yes. But they essentially will go to the bottom and we'll come back up top because they, they preface with this is broken. You know, and this is basing it off of a meme that is hilarious. But I do think there's a lot here. It's a great way to look at something that is a meme and making it into a reality. And because who knows what kind of players or game you have, this could be 100% up your alley as a DM and your player's alley as the patron of Shaggy. I mean, admittedly, I had a dwarven cleric who had a charisma of three. <laughs> and like, I didn't really pay too much attention to deities until I had like stumbled into a bunch of phosphorescent fungus and then had covered myself in blue and then forevermore I that my deity was Papa Smurf so yes. like yes. it's gonna happen just accept yep. that one day you will have someone allow Shaggy to be their patron <laughs> we all have those games yeah. uh, in our lives and it will but the flavor that they add on, basically like the spell list representing the adaptability of the almighty Shaggy or you know, representing the healing and hurting power of the almighty Shaggy. It's just from head to toe, so, so well done in keeping with the theme of the meme. So DM Nicknack, thank you for that amazing patron. Uh, I would like to point out my favorite part of, of the Shaggy build here is at level five, you get Mordekainen's Faithful Hound, which, of course, yes. represents Shaggy's greatest friend and ally, yes. Scooby-Doo, <laughs> which was my favorite part of 
this whole entry. Oh. Uh, uh, so good. Immediately, I thought of what are the other requirements and consequences that uh, randomly um, Scrappy shows up. The, the yes. hated dog companion. <laughs> God. Perfect. Uh, okay, Celeste, with that out of the way, <laughs> yep. which one did you want to highlight from the forums? Yeah, so I wanted to highlight, highlight from uh, DM Just Jerish, uh, and this is uh, their first post ever on here. So welcome, uh, you're awesome. Uh, so what they basically did, they created an Archfey patron called Terexion, who uh, basically appears as a giant, colorful T Rex. And so the Woo. whole thing with Terexion is that they are all about prehistoric nature and preserving that. So they're all about dinosaurs, essentially. So the warlock gains all of these abilities uh, to summon dinosaurs, to bond a dinosaur as a familiar. Uh, And as they go ahead and level up, they get like their entry level ability, which I thought was really cool, that the all trees and foliage can speak to you to tell you about their history and specifically. So you can ask about like what has happened to the plant so far. You can commune with it about the history of plants or areas which i thought was a really really interesting thing you can like get visions of what's happened before so that makes it really powerful if you're like running into you know trees that have been around for hundreds of years you can kind of see the evolution of the land and everything there uh and then of course they they gain like a sort of a beast shape or wild shape ability to become specifically a dinosaur for a short period of time But my favorite, uh, which I thought was so wild, is their capstone ability, which is you can use your action to turn into a fossil. Yes. And so while in this form, you can't move or do anything, but you have like an AC 25 resistance to everything. Basically, it's a way to just like boop out and uh, kind of preserve yourself for a short period of time, which I thought was really, really cool. Uh, And of course, for their requirements, you have to put nature and the preservation of nature, especially ancient places, above all else. So I just thought that was a really cool way to use both the fae and then also tap into like a really specific part of enjoying nature, preserving nature. So super well done, DM gestures, and welcome, of course, to the forums. Yes, that's an awesome first post. Yeah, not, man. You are not messing around. No, this is rad. Yeah. I also love that this the Archetypes 4 classes are definitely one of the most fun places to build out inside of 5th edition, but with the Warlock, I think it just takes it to the next level. Oh, yeah. Because you have this patron, patron, but now you kind of have this druidic sensibility about your Warlock, even though you know your class is Warlock, you still have these almost druid-like tenants that you have to follow. Like, you're not going to wear metal. You're not going to kill beasts. I mean, unless you have to, of course. But yeah, this is really well done. Yeah, like yeah, that's my favorite thing about warlocks. You know, you you're getting power, but it's always at like, what is the price? What is the motivation behind the power that makes warlocks so interesting? Yeah, the other thing from their anything else section that I really like is role playing with old school views is the way they described it. But you're you're tapping into so much of the past that I think you you know and you you might play a little bit of this like person outside of time. Yeah, you know, because you're you're so used to looking back and learning from that that you know, you kind of miss what's happening. Yeah, and I mean their whole point of this this fay also is to return the world to as close as it was to in prehistoric times. So no more humanoids, like rise of the dinosaurs, let's go. Uh, which I think is just so wild uh, to, to play that in your game. I can imagine that being a really interesting character. 
So good. But with that, it's time to lift the middle weights. Whoa. Right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. All right, Neil. So what are we what are we gonna do today? We gotta design a warlock patron. Indeed. Hopefully, well, one, two, maybe, who knows? I don't think we'll necessarily go through the mechanical build of the actual stats because that takes a whole bunch of time and is not an interesting conversation to have. But instead, we will use the power of the internet, which I have already done, Aha. to find a few random ideas that we could definitely go off of. We should make the internet as a warlock patron. Uh, but anyway, oh. that was a sidebar. <laughs> Admittedly, on this like random list I found, if your patron is a great old one, your patron is, and you roll the d20, number 14 is the DM. Wow. <laughs> that would be wild. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Imagine that interaction. Think about that. <gasps> That's very good. That's very yeah. good. I love that. You'd be using like augury spells all the time to be like, no, you have to give me an answer, DM. Oh my gosh. And you have like super, super meta above table conversations. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I used to do that all the time because when I was in high school, man, the DM was my patron because like I just had it more to, I'm going to be, I'm just going to be real. I had it more together than some of my friends mm-hmm. and the DM specifically. So like I would always sit next to him and I would always just give him actual real world items and just get away with anything in the game. Oh my God. Uh, yes. So you know. Okay. <laughs> we have two options though that we liked. So I didn't know which one we wanted to go with. Maybe we'll do both. So we have the unicorn queen. Yes. Or the Lord of Bats. Both of those are phenomenal. I say we start out with the Unicorn Queen. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So who's your patron? We've already chosen the Unicorn Queen. Yes. What forces do they represent? I mean, well, unicorns are all about purity and goodness and like restoration and healing. And of course, representing the interests of their fellow unicorns. And I mean, they often protect some kind of woodland area or or a very specific area that they are basically charged to protect. But like like you said, it's good what they what they are trying to accomplish. So, well, I guess. So what spells do they add to the list? This could be conceptually rather than something um, we're going to go through step by step. Yeah. I mean, uh, right off the top of my head, I'm like, oh, of course, healing spells are going to be added on. Uh, And then anything prismatic. Um, thinking so like think your color spray is your prismatic orbs uh, things that are rainbow and light and shiny uh, are definitely things that I'm thinking of as well yeah and so when you use something like this the unicorn I just went to D&D Beyond I looked up the unicorn which you could do in your own you know, in your book or whatever method that works best for you and so you already have Thankfully, innate spellcasting. Yes. And so there's at, at will, once per day. There's also healing, touch, and teleport. So yeah. you're in using, if you have something that is this straightforward, definitely using that to go ahead and just build your spell list off of it. Because in all honesty, as someone who has designed Warlock Patrons, the spell list is the hardest part yeah. by far. Because you want it to be both thematically correct and useful at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then what is their first level, sixth level, tenth, and fourteenth level feature? Did you have any thoughts? Um, so we'll work backwards in my mind. So then capstone, I would have the person become a unicorn. Yeah. 
because that's a CR. So it's a CR five creature. If you're looking around roughly the range of what someone could transform into at that level, that might even be pushing it a little bit. But for ease of design, I would just have them turn into a unicorn and then my investment would be figuring out how much time they can be a unicorn. So I, or alternatively, I would do like, so I think it's the the prayer beads or the prayer necklace of prayer beads. You can summon a celestial ally. So I'd have it, maybe you can summon a unicorn uh, like to help you out. So maybe you have a specific unicorn that you're like bonded to uh, as you level up. So you can summon this celestial creature to help you uh, in combat. Yeah, and if you if you want to keep delving into the thematic nature, then it could be basically an avatar of the unicorn queen. Yeah, and or you know a direct servant that you know the name of. Yeah, like one of her knights or something uh, in her her close circle. Yes. Ooh, I love that idea. So, what are some of the maybe lower level powers that you would think of? Yeah, so I think at some point you should definitely get the ability because unicorns are resistant or, you know, maybe immunity to poisons or resistance to certain types of damage, uh, I think is something that would probably fit really well. Uh, yeah, because you have magic resistance is one of, it was one of the things on there. The unicorn has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. And I like the ability also like to pure, be able to purify poison or water, uh, things like that, I think would be pretty early days. That's good. So what other requirements and consequences come from a pact with this patron? Uh, so, I, I mean, I think you have to be pretty specific, like, in your oaths or, like, swearing, like, for this the unicorn queen to choose you to imbue power. I imagine you have to be a really good person uh, to be able to get that or do some, like, crazy act of, of heroism to prove yourself to this creature. Um, yeah, and to constantly be on its side and... I imagine it'd be a pretty lawful, good, like strict code that you'd have to follow. I would also think that there are as much as, you know, we always think about it of like these tasks that are put on you by an evil patron, these things that you don't inherently want to do. I would say that you would still have that. And I don't like saying it this way, but I can't think of another word. So also having that burden, in a way, that burden of proof that you need to continually do X, Y, and Z as told by your patron so that you continue to have that patron. Like it is just as strict as the back and forth between this evil patron, but like you just need to prove that you are worthy on a regular basis to the unicorn queen. Yeah. Just trying to imagine right now what like talking where the unicorn queen would live. (laughs) Just go imagining so many shiny rainbows and palaces and oh man, maybe in the Feywild. I don't know. Where do unicorns live? Yeah, I kind of, I don't know if it feels tropey, but I almost feel like that kind of classic, like still pool with Mm -hmm. a waterfall. And then they kind of step behind it because you, you know, the water and the reflections and everything like that, you could have a lot of fauna, flora, and rainbows and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my, that's my thought. No, when in doubt, more rainbows. (laughs) More rainbows. More rainbows. You can't go wrong. Okay. I say anything else. You do you. I think you have to have beautiful hair or you grow beautiful rainbow hair when you're a patron of the unicorn queen. Perfect. <laughs> That's it. Yep. More rainbows. You also put stick on horns on every horse you ride. Yeah. No. <laughs> yep. You liberate, you have to liberate horses wherever you go. Oh, set them free. Oh, you just go buy horses and set them free. Mm-hmm. That's how you That's prove nice. your love to the unicorn queen. I love it. Okay. So we will close out. Not really, but we will lift a little bit more. And go darker. 
the Lord of Bats. Yes. Yeah, so first off, this reminds me in, I think, yeah, it's Kobold Press's Tome of Foes. There's there's a whole series of the animal lords, and there's a Mm -hmm. bat lord in there that I'm I'm looking at right now, but... Uh, Do you mean Tome of Beasts? Tome of Beasts. Creature Codex. There we go. I was like, it's the... It's either Tome of Beasts or Creature Codex. Creature Codex. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so this did remind me of, yeah, the animal lords uh, from the Creature Codex. Uh, and so basically, yeah, what they did is take all the cool parts of specific animals and then create, uh, yeah, this awesome creature out of them. So I can totally see the Bat Lord being a great inspiration as a warlock patron. Uh, so, of course, what forces do they represent? What what I really like about doing a bat lord instead of like a vampire is it is more nature focused. You know, the whole intent isn't to feed off of others to survive. It is like to preserve the interests of bats and like everything that they are interested in. Well, and also, yeah, you have bats and werebats you know, mm-hmm. are kind of the the realm that they are over. The lord of, like you said, all bats. All bats. Oh, yeah, wear bats. How cool. And once again, the convenience of having something to base it off of some powerful creature like this is we have innate spellcasting. So your spell list, you're in, once again, uh, things like darkness, freedom of movement, and then later astral projection and teleport. Oh, yeah. I love the pass without trace, uh, yeah, shatter, thunder wave, like the sonic spells. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's to- tons of options here. And I think I think definitely somewhere along the way the warlock should get blind sense, which is mm-hmm. something that bats have or swarms of bats have, uh, which I think would be really cool because you can use echolocation. And then maybe even yeah, a, a capstone or a later ability is actually growing bat wings, uh, and being able to fly would be amazing. Yeah, and and because you would be at that high of a level, I would. Yeah, I would I would boost it a little bit more because you kind of have flight as a general thing. So I mean, the flying that you would give them needs to be really powerful, and possibly adding some other things, doing like this, like a sonic effect that they can do, like a screech or something like that from bats, um, or even investing in the idea of maybe like a werebat form, something like that. Yeah, and uh, summoning swarms of bats is something you could do. Also, there's yeah, there's a ton of cool options that would be great for the bat king patron batman man bat uh if you want to be a batman yes sold but that leaves us with requirements and consequences from a pact with this patron i mean i can see consequences as you become more bat like you know being hurt by things like bright sunlight or um like a really sensitive hearing, uh, things like that. And I think probably you physically change That's what I was thinking a little too. bit. Yeah. So you become creepier. So it's harder. P- people don't like you as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Physical limitations. Um, any requirements to be the Bat Lord? Maybe you have to be able to speak to bats or have some kind of affinity yeah, the tough thing I was thinking of, you know, with the idea, it's more conceptual, like what your requirements are for a warlock, because what you can choose the patron. So early in your warlock career, having mechanical things related to it is difficult. And um, so, yeah, it has to be like this very high level concept of why you meet the requirements. And so it's more of that backstory. Yeah. Why the Bat Lord has chosen you. Because your parents were murdered. <laughs> 
because you, you have a lot of money. You watched um, your mother's pearls slowly fall to the ground in every movie you're ever in. Well, maybe this is something, though, they're like the, the Bat Lord approaches people who are like lost in like dark places. Mm. Like, um, like if you become lost in a cave system or something, this is when the Bat Lord takes their opportunity to approach you. And, mm. There's a video recently of someone who got lost in the Paris catacombs and it was super, <gasps> super creeps. That's scary. I've walked through there. It is horrifying. Yeah, it was closed when I went or else I would have gone through it. <gasps> but yeah, people, yeah, lost in catacombs or caverns, maybe even as like smaller children and the Bat Lord like just, you know, is Takes in their dreams in. Yeah. and follows them until they're ready to accept their bargain. <sighs> oh, yes. Well done, Bat yeah. Okay, but with that, I say we've done it. But if people wanted to get a hold of us and let us know all about the patrons that they have made, they can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to Twitter and follow us at dmnastics, where you can find my handle at jokemaniac and Celeste at cconowich. And of course, for everything else on the network, you can always go to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. But rather than letting these mental gains go to waste, let's head over to taking your supplements. Today on Taking Your Supplements, uh, I feel like Celeste knows a little bit about this supplement that we're going to talk about that is currently hit the DMs Guild, I think, as of this recording, like a couple days ago. Yeah, I think, yeah, just posted yesterday or the day before. Uh, But yeah, I wanted to talk to you folks about Villains and Lairs, which is a series that is up on the DMs Guild. And essentially what these are, these are a collection of villains and Lairs, like it says in the title. So basically what people have done, they have created um, stat blocks, short backstories, like put together motivations for villains that you can easily read and then insert into your games. So the whole idea of these books is that you can approach these supplements and look through them and just find cool inspirations for villains to be in your game. Um, If you need a new enemy to throw at your party for a short arc or a longer campaign, these books are chock full of great great options that you can find and they're really easy like they they keep it a little bit more general uh so it makes it really easy to plug and play into any setting here uh and so these of course are organized by jeff c stevens uh who publishes a lot of great stuff on the dms guild uh and they just came out a couple days ago with the third installment of this uh the first one had like 70 i think villains in it uh the second one had around 40 and this third one that they just published is much shorter than the other ones but uh basically what they wanted to do is give you kind of a flavor of what you can expect from the other two books uh so what's great about it is it is free or pay what you want on the dm skilled so if you've been curious about villains and lairs uh this is a really great place so go ahead and get villains and lairs three and uh, myself, I, I wrote one of the villains oh, in what? there. So uh, so if you want to go check that out, uh, that is a great thing to do. It's full of just cool, again, uh, these villains to put in there. Uh, there's a new dungeon in there, that, and they keep them really loose again, general. So a great just lair dungeon, something to insert in your games. And then there's also a ton of magic items in there as well. So villains and lairs, totally worth your time. So go check that out on the DMs Guild. Definitely. It's it's great from both the high level and l- not low level. That sounds stupid to say it that way. So don't listen to me. But basically, 
like the high level concepts of these are the motives, these are the things that you're doing, or if you just need a stat block for um, like a more interesting person for your game that your players need to go up against, there's, that's exactly what's there as well. So I think there's a lot, a lot here and definitely a great primer that you can get for free to figure out exactly what you would get by buying the other products. So well played. Well played, everyone. And I really like the one that Celeste made. What? Thanks. Yeah, it's a demon boy. So go check check it out. <laughs> yeah, and the art is amazing for it. Yeah. So go. Go now. Go. Or check, check the show notes right down here. Right down below. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or to the side. We're pointing I don't know. I don't somewhere. Know I don't know what your phone looks like or your computer. Get out of here. Uh, but definitely go check the show notes and check that out on the DMs Guild. Yes. But with that, we're going to turn out the lights and head out of the gym. But as always, before we go, we want to implore you, the listener, to join the forums and take part in these challenges and exercises, as well as the other amazing conversations being had. To do that, head over to dungeonmasterblock.freeforums.net and try some gymnastics so your players don't ask, do you even lift? I gotta get a pump. That's it. It's good. It hurts. I know it does. That's it. Get it.